<laughs> Brent. Hey, Craig. Great to be here. Man. Yeah, glad to have you. Um, you know, it's interesting how far this industry has come in the last couple of decades. You oh guys have been around since 1995. Right. How long have years. you been at Truck Stop? I've been at Truck Stop for nine years. And at the speed and pace things have gone, it's felt like a lot longer than that just because of the way in which the industry has moved and accelerated quite a bit to kind of uh, glom onto what Shelly said earlier about acceleration. But it's just been so fascinating to be inside of freight and logistics. And uh, it's always interesting, which is a great thing. So you guys were bootstrapped, yeah. funded by Absolutely. Scott Mosgrove, yep. and you've yep. gone through, he had the chance to take yep. some, raise some ounce of capital, mostly just because as a founder, take right. something off the table. Yep. And then uh, two, a couple of years ago, we recapitalized, yep. uh, get additional capital. And a lot of that's gone into the business to help scale it. What's the What's the with everything going on with all of this, these new entrants with what you see out there? Right. What's 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 the latest with Truck Stop? Well, it's interesting you say that about taking some capital. We really, our whole goal with taking capital was just to get wise advice because we knew things were going to speed up. We'd been watching it, obviously with Truck Stop and the data that we get to see. We get to see some pretty phenomenal market data on the way in which it behaves. So we knew things were going to speed up. And with uh, Iconic being our new partner in that, uh, we just see the product moving more and more into automation, the more and more into efficiency, which I know you guys see as well. So it's just, we're very, very focused on helping our customers to be as lim- limitless as possible and enabling them to be able to do that. And in the marketplace we serve, Craig, as you know, which is a lot of the long tail, the small, the small customers, uh, we're, we're the primary technology that they use. So it's pretty important for us to really be focused in on creating that technology that helps them move forward into the automation world that's coming at them. You know, I was thinking about Shelly's slide, which yeah. showed 36% that's amazing. of the yeah. market mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. intermediaries, yep. digital, our, yep. our brokers and yep. TPLs. Such a big portion of the market. You guys serve a lot of long tail. Yep. A core part of what you do is build, have built data into bringing intelligence. You were one of the innovators around that. Um, and then we have built a relationship. Yeah. We've been working together for the past couple of years yeah, around data flow. Yeah. And, um, but we're also looking at how can we oh, yeah. enable our customers, mutual customers, as yeah. well as, yeah. as, as different customers to have better intelligence. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, we fundamentally believe that, that as a hub in the marketplace where TruckStop is and the, mar- the, the customers that we serve, that it's our responsibility to work with the leading uh, data providers in the market, certainly freight waves and sonar is that. And the relationship we started in 2019 is something that that we were very excited to do and continue to want to grow into it. So um, it, it's when you think about where things are navigating to, and, and is that 36% could, could possibly even get higher as amount of uh, the amount of freight that's going to get moved. Um, networked, um, but it'll be important that big data sets are networked together and to, to enable the customer. So I can't think of a better way to do that than with truck stop and, and, and freight ways. You know, it's interesting. I, I think a lot of times and I talk to investors or mm-hmm. talk to people that are sort of observers of the market and are not yeah. in the market. Yeah. They, they come and ask about who, whom do you guys, how, how does your business sort of compare and compete yeah. in the market? And the question comes up is, is, you know, is this a winner-take-all marketplace? Right. And it's interesting because there's so much innovation happening around the landscape. But we think about data that right. empowers the, whether it's the brokerages that are right. in the market or shippers or carriers, is there, you know, if you look at financial markets, mm-hmm. oftentimes financial market participants get multiple data sources, right. maybe the oh, same yeah. type of data. And so we have a rate index data right. that we've rolled out. You guys have rate index so, data. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that necessarily that pie has to get that we're it's a zero sum game in terms of taking market share. It actually right. means that our customers can be more powerful right. to have better intelligence what's in the market. Yep. 
So us working together, I yeah. think, enables uh, customers that are either mutual or even exclusive customers to us have better intelligence in the market. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting you say that. I was thinking back to the conversation that you had with Billy Bean about, and it was, I thought it was fascinating to hear him say that Major League Baseball uh, associations are a lot like the brokerage industry, which is there's a legacy of this where instinct and gut and experience, it, it helps them uh, put out their, their product and, and rates into the marketplace or what they're gonna, how they're going to run their business. And yet they had data all along and they just couldn't get it into a form or didn't understand that how powerful it could be for them in a form that they could utilize it. And now that data is available, you see them using it more and more. And they don't want to go back to the old way. So that's interesting. And, but we're just at the beginning of that. So we're just in that, that beginning takeoff stage to see the entire freight transportation marketplace look at and figure out how they're going to utilize data to grow their business. So to me, it's, it's fascinating. Do you, do you, how, it's interesting you talked about being in the yeah. first inning of mm-hmm. sort of this. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> Billy Bean, it's on point. How do you sort of think about that where, you know, rate data has been out there for a while. You guys have had market data index. Mm -hmm. We've rolled out sort of, uh, you know, the tender projection data. We've gotten a track. How do you, you know, one could look at that and say that market feels very mature, but you're saying something quite different that it it actually, we're in the very early innings of it. Right. You're talking about automation? Just in terms of data and awareness. Oh, yeah. We're totally in the the beginning process of it. Mostly it's because it's a new world. It's a new world for the participants in this market. And there's, there's market players that it's our responsibility to enable them and empower them to run their business because that, that's, what our, that's what our job is to do is. And so we, we at Truckstop feel like that's something that we do really well because we're, our job is to create a product, take the data, make it into information so they can utilize it for their business, but put that into a, a form in which it's readily available. And this is the challenge for us on our end. We deal with such a variety of customers, anything from a single entity person all the way up to you know, a, a billion-dollar public company. And so the idea of being able to take technology that can all work in a, in a loop is not an easy task to do. So that's, um, that's something we're working on all the time. You know, it's interesting. I think about uh, the truck stop business. I think about Freightways business. And oftentimes, yep. we, we do have common customers. Yes. And I think mutually, as we sort of think about the future, the roadmap for the future yep. is how do we enable those mutual customers yep. to have access to the data yep. that you guys super, have super inside of Sonar and our data inside of Truckstop, which is really the roadmap that we've laid out together. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it's going to take some time. It's not yep. going to be overnight, but there is yep. a roadmap to, to yep. do that. Uh, you also have mutual, exclusive customers that are sort of in that long tail, as you described. Mm-hmm. We tend to focus more on the enterprise right. folks on it. But at the end of the day, empowering the participants of the market to know what's happening mm-hmm. as fast and as volatile mm-hmm. as it is mm-hmm. just makes them more successful. Yeah, without a doubt. You, you've mentioned the word before about transparency and the power of transparency in the market. And really, one of the goals of, of FreightWaves and Sonar is to cr- create a, a transparent marketplace where everyone can has access to the data. Well, we fundamentally believe in the same thing. And so the idea of, of making that available for the, for the marketplace is, is so important because um, the, it, the, to ca- kind of go back to the, the growth in this marketplace, we believe that transparency is one of the reasons why it, it has grown so much over the last 20 years. It's why brokerages have an advantage over, have grown so much because they are able to get access to the data and essentially trade the market. Oh, w- without a doubt. I mean, their data is their data, but you've got to be able to take that data and bank it against the market data, right? So you've got to figure out what's your benchmark against how the marketplace is performing. So you've just, just to your other point about you need multiple data sources because the better data, the better evaluation you can do. So um, we, we do believe that that, that, that that aspect of the business is going to increase as well. Yeah, I don't think it's a zero-sum game. I think it's, no, not in at fact, all. I yeah. think customers that adapt data into their business. Oh, 
yeah. and have multiple data sets actually have a massive advantage mm -hmm. because these different, you know, we, we compare our data against every, uh, when, when, we make, when we're making decisions about the direction of the market, we're constantly looking at multiple data sets to, to basically validate our assumptions or, or mm -hmm. challenge them. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to do that, especially if, if your business is in the business of trading freight, right. which is what the freight yeah. brokerage industry yeah, sure. is. Um, being informed and having analytics and intelligence yeah. about that is just critical to success. Well, it, it absolutely is. And to me, there's a couple of things. It depends on your scale and size of the company, right? So if you're a medium size and a large size company, those multiple data points are something that's vital to you. You've got the resources, resources to use them. But when you get to the long tail, usually it's one data point. So it's the idea of how can you as a provider like us, where we're, we're helping that long tail of the market, how can we pull in those external data sources like the great leading resource like Sonar into our data and make it more enriched so they can help make decisions as it goes down the line? Because they don't have the ability or the resources to employ a team to go and do that. So it's really about serving all of the market. And that's really what this relationship in 2019 started. You and I talking about this in 2019. How can we serve the entire industry to get better and be more efficient and more profitable what they do? So you're talking, as you sort of think about the roadmap, yeah. a lot of it's being more prescriptive in uh, terms sure. of, of yeah. information, simplifying it. I think for us, it's diving deeper into better analytics, AI models, yep. artificial intelligence, yep. and building more quantitative analysis for uh, a much larger, more sophisticated, mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. building better tool sets for, for that audience and still working with companies that fit in sort of that mid-market that both want prescriptive but also want a sort of deep analytics to run against their own models. Right. Well, I mean, you guys were a big leader in this and employing an entire data science team. Truckstop uh, in the last five years has, has employed a data science team as well. So we're really looking at how that data can be uh, cleaned and scrubbed and, and put in forms where it can be analyzed. So customers can use it so we can feed both sides, whether we're going upstream to the Sonar product and we're, we're beginning to push that data into the Sonar product or back, or as it comes backwards, as we figure that out and we come backwards for the Sonar data to come in ours, your scale and scope in Sonar is larger, much larger than, than we do in the spot market. But as I've learned over the last couple of years, especially through COVID, these marketplaces are all coming together, whether it's contract freight, whether it's, whether it's spot market freight, whether it's dedicated freight, whether it's, I mean, they're all connected together. Shipping, rail, they just, as, as I've heard more and more from customers, they're just desperate for more and more knowledge on how the marketplace is going to react and you can't do it without great data. Brent, yeah. do you think that the idea of an annual RFP and there are oh. folks that you'll hear this on yeah. stage through their demos will say that that's, that's going away. Do you believe that? Oh, uh, well, uh, the behavior now is that it is. Uh, it, I was talking to a couple of shippers just a couple of weeks ago, and, and I asked them what was going on. And I said, are you doing quarterly RFPs? Are you doing, uh, are you doing anything less than that? Are you doing biannual quarter? And it's like, no, we're doing monthly RFPs. So I think it, it, it's about the pressure in the market, Craig. But here's the thing. In the end, it's about the efficiency and the cost to get to market. So if they have a good experience to, uh, and a good data transfer, uh, as far as they can get the data back fast enough or the, the quotes back fast enough on their RFPs, uh, who knows where the marketplace is going to go. But is the annual RFP dead? Well, when you consider that in the last seven years, we've had three capacity crises, which puts a lot of pressure on the market. Um, you've also yeah, had in that same time three or four recession, freight recessions. Right. right? You've, you've had some recessions, sure. And, and we're sort of going to experience, you, you, you wrote about I this. Know, I know. Unfortunately, some people in the room may not be happy with well, my analysis. It, but Yeah. yeah. I, th I don't think that was a bad thing to write about. I think that the idea that we've been so high for so long, that needs to come back down to some market normalcy, or we call it a recovery rate. What's it, what's it, 
Where's it going to be when it comes back to recovery? And so we don't see it back to recovery yet, yeah. but it's definitely uh, directionally going that way. And so we're going to be back to normal sometime because all marketplaces come back to normal. Yeah, it's interesting the ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And we've had such an inflated sort yeah. of market for the past couple of years that, you know, the carriers have enjoyed record earnings. Mm-hmm. You look at the public reports. You look mm-hmm. at the, the brokers have enjoyed so much volume. Oh, yeah. But the shippers have had to pay exorbitant rates just to get right. rate moved yep. as this market has been mm-hmm. very inefficient because of the, the sort of supply chain challenges that it strikes me that while it may be coming down with all the cost increases that we that carriers have also seen, that may not be a good outcome for some of these guys. Well, I think it depends on how well they're using their data, as we've been talking about, to understand where it's going to come back to. Because I don't think it'll come back to the new level. As, as And look, this marketplace never stays the same. Uh, norm, it's an incredibly it, volatile it, it never, market. It never stays at normal for very long. Maybe maybe 3% of the time it stays at normal. 97% of the time it's, it's varied, which is a good thing for players that that have that ability to adjust and adapt and have resources to to utilize their data to see that coming. And that's another reason why, to me, that data is so important. And, and look, I'm a math guy. I'm not a data guy. So I'm maybe like you a little bit, I'm just a math guy. The math so, seems to make not sense. Not just the hair. Yes. Not, well, just a little bit. <laughs> but uh, so to me, that's, that's the thing that goes into it is that h- how are you able to know what's coming at you so you can adjust to it? The companies that adjust to know what's coming at them is the most important thing because it's not what's pushing you from the back. Everybody's enjoying that. It's what's coming at you. And so I, I think about a, a future tense state where our two companies working more deeply and more richly together, how that data combined together can help every company at every level know what's coming at them sooner so they can adjust, whether you're a shipper, whether you're a broker, or whether you're a carrier. So we, we've laid out a roadmap yeah, man. to give yeah. uh, mutual customers as well as Swiss customers mm-hmm. better access yeah. to each other's data For sure. on each other's platforms. Yep. So as someone is making is booking a load and making it actionable inside your system, mm-hmm. they have access to yeah. deeper analytics. And likewise, as they're sort of analyzing the market and conditions, mm-hmm. they have deeper access to truck stop. Now, truck stop state has been in Freightways for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, since and it's been a great it's been a great benchmark of the market, mm-hmm. um, and it provides perspectives that are that is complementary to what we're doing. And we fundamentally believe that more access, more data, right. doesn't matter where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, empowers the customers then to be more successful. Yeah, for sure. The goal is to take the truck stop data and feed it into the sonar platform and then learn from that because your data is so much broader than ours, covers many more segments than just the spot market. That's truckload freight, right? So how do we push that data into your system, allow the mutual customer, this is all for the customer, right? All for the customer's benefit, give them access because we you have to give access or the customer has a, has a, doesn't have, enjoy the product as much or get as much benefit from it. So, and then basically learn from that and then bring that data as, as we learn, bring the sonar data back into the truck stop platform over time to figure out how they, both, the, both mutual customers can have access to that data to power what they're doing. That's, cross, that's the biggest thing. Man. It's cross-pollination yeah. of empowerment. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's important. Well, Brent, really enjoyed your yeah. conversation. I do have one question yeah. before we go. What would you tell a small owner-operator today in this market yeah. where the rates have changed, maybe yeah. they bought at the top of the market. Yeah. What should they be doing? What is the number one thing that they should do to really ride out the wave? Oh, my goodness. Um, this may sound, sound rote, but most owner-operators love trucking. They got into trucking because they love to drive a truck, and they don't necessarily look at their business structure and their data because the data determines everything. And, other, and I mean like simple data, like are you searching the right lanes? Are you, are you having prescriptive routes where you're, you're banking loads together and using 
a system that you trust and data that you trust to do that and to build profitable lanes that way. To me, that's the most important thing because most owner-operators just want to go wherever they want to go. And that's what makes us kind of a little bit like the Wild West in the spot market. But if you look at if you look at the actual data you have in front of you on our platform or other platforms, then you you can actually book out a route that's the most profitable for you and just watch the data inside of it because because that that's that to me we, we don't want owner operators to leave like anybody else does. We want them to be our customers and to run this industry because they're a big part of it. So that'd be the best advice I'd give them. Yeah. It strikes me that the owner operators that are active in the market yeah. and basically have turned their truck into an apartment and live in that, <laughs> that <laughs> yes, truck. They do. Yes, they do. Have an advantage over those that are disconnected from the day-to-day activity. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, you, you, you've, you've got the ability to, well, no, there's no business in trucking that is more flexible than a sing, one or two truck owner operator because they can change their business very easily. It's just their own decision. So whether it's, it's, it's live more in the truck, live less in the truck, you know, have better access to data, it's, it's up to them, but they're super flexible. Well, Brent, thank That's, you so much. Thanks, man. Thank so, you. <clears throat> Appreciate it, Brent Hutto.